Hey guys, well, we are super excited to announce that we're on CastBox now. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, and it does have all your favorite podcasts, okay? Okay, you can still listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts, but we just want you to try CastBox. We literally hate every single other podcast provider, as you guys know, and especially the main one, and you know which one we're talking about. And we're super excited that we're finally on CastBox because we think it's the best. So try it. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And that was Greer Yarborough singing at our live show, right, Meow Meow? That's right. Killing it at the live show. So beautiful. Oh. Um, What a fucking week, girl. Oh my God, girl. <laughs> we did a live podcast in New Orleans. And when we got there, the whole city was on fire over this fucking Saints football game. Yep. But then on Sunday, the Saints lost in overtime and the city was crushed because the Saints will not be going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was the NF or the AFC or the NFC championship. Right. I don't know which one. I don't know. And little did we know, much like the Saints, we lost the audio <laughs> file for the live show, uh, which we were supposed uh, to post here today. And instead, mm-hmm. we are doing a whole new show. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you... Um you know, get fucked up in New Orleans. That's right. And it was worth it. And so we've, and you know what, but it didn't take away from our love, love, deep, deep abiding love for the city and for Greer. And that's, I'm glad we have at least Greer singing. Yes. Forever in time. I absolutely would have died if we didn't have that on tape. Yeah. At least we have that. Yeah. At least we have that. So and, that's good. Yeah. And we have you singing. <laughs> that's important. Brandy by Barry Manilow <laughs> mm-hmm. to me for my birthday. Cause mm-hmm. it was my birthday show. So, um, and I would have been really sad if we didn't have that. So we have all the important things. We <laughs> yeah. want to thank Jim Qualls, mm-hmm. um, who, who basically organized the whole thing. Yeah. Jim is not responsible for the audio. <laughs> um, there wasn't a way to record it at the, at the club. And so we are at the restaurant. And so, um, we did our best, but it just didn't, the, you know, the audio just, just didn't work. So, um, and he got us Alex Beard. Yes. Who was our 
incredible guest. I'm sad that you guys are not going to be able to hear that because he was very special. <laughs> we encourage you to go um, check out alexbeardstudios.com. I think that's his website. Yeah. Um, he's an he's an artist and just a New Orleans I like mean, staple. And he should be the mayor of New Orleans. He should be. He's an activist. He's a conservationist. He's a he is an artist. He look at his paintings. He wrote the book. He wrote The Lion King. He's he's a man of he's a renaissance man. He's a renaissance man. You can go on our website, julianbrandy.com and get his children's book called The Lion King, a parody and a parable about President Trump as a as a lying, egotistical warthog filled with hubris. That's right. And it's a beautiful book. So we had so many awesome fans. Mm -hmm. So many. The show was. Oh, heaven. It was. It was really, really, really fun. (laughs) It was so good to meet everybody. Yeah. We met a lot of people. What was a highlight for you? Huh? Well, a highlight was definitely singing um, the song for you and everybody sing. I like when people sing along. Me too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like when people sing along. I don't like to need to sing alone. I like when people sing along and meeting Hattie's mom. Yeah. And dad. So our our patron saint of the podcast, Hattie Hadaway, um, our baby. So um, we met her parents, which was crazy. Haley Hadaway. I can't remember Haley's like Hattie's dad's name, but he was an angel. Mm -hmm. They both are. Yes. Just the sweetest people. And it was really. um, And you know what? If you're listening, Haley, um, Alex loved you. He remembered you guys bought the yes. book and he signed the book to Hattie yep. and he told Julie he, he was really touched and, oh. and, um, oh great. Here comes dumpling. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. That was a highlight for sure. We met so many great fans, so many cool fans. Yep. Um, Sasha Flick came all the way out from LA and gave us, um, super, super cute coffee mugs and a special treat for me. Oh, that's right. Um, How exciting was that? I got lots of drugs for my birthday. Yes, you did. <laughs> lots of different drugs from people and it was amazing. It's my favorite thing to get. My f- absolute favorite thing. I don't fucking care if you hand me Tylenol PM. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, and you, yes. <laughs> I love it. And that was definitely a highlight, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, super highlight. Um, Greg Garino, he mm-hmm. did a gay guys and their feelings. I'm disappointed you guys won't hear that. I was going to ask Greg to call and then I was like, you know what? Greg already took us to immigration skew. He drove out to New Orleans to do gay guys and their I feelings. Know. How can we ask him to do And then I'm going to be like, Greg, call. And he's going to be like, bitch, <laughs> fucking get someone else. <laughs> but Greg, we do expect you to be in Austin. Uh, so you, you and Grant will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, tell him about Penny. Um, and Oh and my God. So then, <laughs> so Penny Daniel, I mean, I, ugh. We met everyone from the costume shop. Dennis. And, uh, we got Dennis. Oh, that's right. And and, and Aaron, who's play, who's Ariel Androgyny, right. who did Sweet Transvestite at the Which end of the show. Which was also, uh, of course, a highlight and amazing. Yes. Um, so Penny handed us like a what looked like what Mike Seaver totes around in the Brady Bunch, the thing for architects, you know, like a long round thing. Yes, like blueprint, blueprints. Yeah, like blueprints. It. So I was like, oh, Penny brought us the blueprints. And then... <laughs> We opened it, and it is a tapestry. She made herself with her own little hands. <laughs> her tiny little hands. A tapestry of our, you know, what do you call that? Our our logo. Logo. The dumb gay politics logo, right. which is like Obama. The, what's really fucking fantastic about it, Penny, is that um, right now we have it temporarily hanging with no frame, but we will right. be getting a frame. Yeah. Because someone said, um, no, you need to frame that. That's going to get dusty. And we were like, oh. And it definitely will get dusty. Um, it's that we modeled that. Um, Jennifer Johnson made our logo 
we modeled it after the Obama poster that said hope and it's us and it says nope and it's that same sort of filter that heats that um, shepherd fairy filter and so now I have it like um, like forever big like my because then Julie got me that shepherd fairy um, poster framed for Christmas um, like a couple years ago and so now I have this like we're like Obama yeah we're like connected Obama. to Obama in so many ways and this is a tapestry she made with fabric layered upon layered upon layer took her weeks to do it and they shout it, and out shows. to Dennis yeah. from the costume shop who told us Dennis listens I guess Penny forces forces us on the on the costume shop right um so Dennis said she's been taking meticulously making it for weeks and it is flawless girl it's flawless yeah I mean it really is there isn't a a piece of a a square inch that isn't identical to the logo we have very creative of creative of a, a, a community yeah we do we do and penny girl yeah. <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know what we're gonna tell the story on the patreon for anyone who's not a member who's interested go to www.patreon.com slash politics mm. we i can tell you this we 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 rang in 2019 in New Orleans and we ended up um, at a strip club mm-hmm. till 5 a.m. and and the night ended with Penny and Julie and me and our Uber driver eating fried chicken. Okay, at 6 a.m. So if you want to know that story, yep. we're covered in strippers and fried chicken juice and we're I like in the Uber driver and we're just like freaking Nick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And he couldn't have been nicer. No. More, not more of a gentleman. No, just great. He's just like, he's. I know he went immediately home and was like, I ended up with three crazy bitches eating fried chicken. So I don't know. I just went with it. And he did. Because you were like, do you want to drop us off and wait or do you want to come in? He was like, I'll come in. <laughs> it was like, okay, come on in. And it was just like, and I think New Orleans would be the only place on the planet I would allow that to happen. Oh, the, we had the creme de la creme of uber drivers i mean yes. we had robin we had oh, them all God, girl robin. Yeah. yeah jordan yeah jordan. i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> i don't think in any other city i would allow an uber a male uber driver right. to come in and sit and have but he just straight male i don't know yeah yeah he just it just seemed right it seemed right because new orleans it seems right yeah. oh so right that's right so um so go on to our patreon if you want to hear that story this week i wanted to read this card from carrie mcdonald um we got this here before we left. I thought everything was for my birthday. I decided that it was. <laughs> it was. Um, Julie and Brandy, I must start by saying I love you too. I've watched you on the people's couch. Um, parentheses, tear rolling down my cheek. This is when I say, ah, tear. Uh-huh. I know you both were destined to be a part of my life, even if you didn't know it. You both bring me so much happiness that I am happy to pay that Patreon fee. See, guys, <laughs> Carrie's happy to pay it. I, we recommend you go pay it. You never fail to make me smile and laugh no matter what is going on in my life. And that is truly appreciated. Thank you for all that you two do. I look forward to both podcasts every week because of the happiness you bring me. I hope you both experience that same happiness in 2019 and years to come. May 2019 be the scrunchiest year ever. I love you, Carrie McDonald's. She sent her picture of her and her husband, John, and her puppy, Louie. And we love you too, Carrie. We love you too. Thank you for that wonderful card. I always like to hear... You know, people. It made me start crying. Yeah. It really did. It made me start crying, Carrie. Thank you so much. Um, I always thought Julie was destined to be part of my life, and it was true. So, and yet, I'm glad you you are a part of our lives. And we, um, we're we having a scrunchy fucking year, and there was a bunch of, of fans with scrunchies. That was exciting to see. Um, and how about hashtag, is it wigs? 
Uh, wearing a shirt that said, is it wigs? I mean. And also, and Carrie Tran Sue. Carrie Tran Sue. Carrie Tran Sue is there. Tran <laughs> With Bryce and. Carrie. Living with scrunchies. Tran uh, It was very, 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 it was, you know, we wish we're having a show in Austin for anyone that has FOMO. I mean, sorry that you missed New Orleans and, and Austin is de- it's definitely going to be uh, a blowout too. Because so. that's my high school friends, mm-hmm. my cousins, mm-hmm. my, hopefully my brother and my niece and nephew. I mean, yeah, all of the Howards. We are going to be <laughs> turnting it, turnting it. Turnting it. My cousin Brooklyn's going to sing the opening song. That's exciting. And um, read... Umstat from The Voice. Right. And hopefully, possibly, maybe his wife, Jenna, are going to sing Sweet Transvestite live. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And oh, do we say our special guest? Oh, yeah. Um, Leah Black is going to be our special live guest. I mean, you don't want to <laughs> miss this. I'm sorry. Like, this is like a star-studded. Yeah. This is going to be a huge event. It is a huge. And we're going to make every live show its thing. And um, so we want. We want you guys all to go to that. And even if you came to New Orleans, Penny, I know it's in driving distance, girl. You better get Aaron and you better get Dennis and get on in the car and get on down. So Jason Moss sent us some pens. Uh-huh. Jason Moss has been listening. We love a uniball. Uh, I've yeah. already, Jason, I've already distributed them around. <laughs> I've got one. I'm like, here's where I need all pens. And I got two in my purse, two in Julie's coffee oh, table yeah. where I'm uh-huh. like, can I have a pen? Where's yeah. all the pens? Mm-hmm. So I have them everywhere. So great. Thank you so much. It was uh, it was a perfect birthday gift. That's what I want. Yeah. I want things I need and things I love and things I don't want to get for myself and things I run out of. Right, which are the pens are definitely one of those things for yeah. sure for you. And Sharpies like, and tissues. Oh, right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Those things that you always just like, oh, I don't want to have to get it. And then they show up here. It's amazing. It's amazing. We love you, Jason. <sighs> and then Jamie Voss sent me a copper birthday mug said, happy birthday, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And she sent you... A glass, rocks glass, it says meow. Yes. Jamie, you're always coming through with the treat, so thank uh. you for remembering my birthday. And we just feel, we just feel loved. It is scrunchy 19. It is. It's scrunchy 19 has uh, so far been pretty scrunge, scrungy, scrunge-tastic. Yeah, scrunge-tastic. You know? Grungy and scrungy. It's been grungy and scrungy, and it's been like, yeah, I mean, I might have to get a scrungy. Oh, yeah, know. Julie's beads already broke, so she's, I don't know if she's going to need a scrunchy, but um, we got to go get those beads. Yes. Well, we're sorry we can't play the live show. And I think I know I think we're just kind of like being like, you know, what? the universe, the crystals in the universe have decided that is not how it will go. So yes. maybe they'll. And you know what? I don't really even like listening to live shows on podcasts. Yeah, so. well, we've decided that sometimes you will play them and sometimes we won't. And it's just sort of like if you want to go to a live show, you just got to get to it. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Well, now it's time for Eye of the Shitstorm. You take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. Another week, another government shutdown shitstorm. In fact, exactly one year ago today on this podcast, the Eye of the Shitstorm was about the last time the government shut down. The sh- now, that shutdown was also about immigration, but it was only like two days long and it was like a cakewalk compared to this one, which at 31 days is the longest government shutdown in history. Can you believe that the last like one year ago, this podcast, the government was shut down? No. So fucking annoying. I can't. So on Saturday, Trump did a press conference addressing. Actually, you should say like 32 or 33 days, because by the time this motherfucker comes out, this thing's a day late because of 
you know, the snafus. <laughs> the problem. Yeah. On So on Saturday, Trump did a press conference addressing the shutdown and offering a trade of sorts to the Democrats. He basically floated what the offer was going to be before he even did the fucking press conference. Mm-hmm. So Nance Pelosi said, yeah, baby, no. Turns out that's the same deal you offered before, and it's the same deal we said no to before. So, yeah, it's going to be a hard no for us. <laughs> yeah, right. And what he said in his pointless speech was that if he got $5.7 billion for a border wall, he would restore the protections known as Deferred Action for Ch- Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, and Temporary Protected Status, or TPS. But here's why Nance Pelosi told him to go attack himself. They were only offering to protect the people for three years. Yeah, I didn't realize that when I talked out of my ass at the live show. Um, so, meanwhile, they were already in a fight, Nance Pelosi and Trump, because basically Nance Pelosi threatened to cancel Trump's State of the Union. Uh-huh. And then Trump retaliated by denying her military transport to Afghanistan. Which then Melania took. Which, to Mar-a-Lago three to Mar-a-Lago times. Mar-a-Lago three times. And then she accused the Trump administration of leaking her plans to fly commercial because she was like, oh, I'm sorry. You want to give the plane to Melania? OK, cool, 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 cool. I'll jump in first class right, as I do. Of course, of course. And then he leaked. They, the Trump administration leaked her plans. She let the press know um, that they leaked her plans and she had to cancel the trip so she wouldn't get killed. And she point blank called her, called him an amateur. She called him an amateur? Yeah, she was oh, like. I see that. Yeah, like That's- she was like, I don't know if he's like. I don't know if it's an amateur, but she's like, I don't know if he's just ignorant or it was along those lines of like, yeah, like you're a fucking asshole idiot. You're the president. I'm, I'm Nancy Pelosi and I could get murdered yeah. at any second because I'm not on a military plane. You fucking idiot. Yeah, Don't make a fucking announcement that I'm going to be on a regular plane. Yeah. Like ugh. tool. So it's been a month since um, the first day of the um, shutdown. OK, so so Tuesday, which um, will be yesterday by the time you guys hear this. I guess the first like glimmer of like perhaps a resolution occurred on Tuesday. So basically they scheduled procedural votes for mm-hmm. Thursday. Oh, okay. Um on Trump's um proposal for the 5.7 billion. Mm-hmm. And then they also sc- are scheduled to vote on a competing bill that would fund the government till February 8th. So it's like we're not going to give you the thing. Oh. But we want to get the government funded until February 8th and we'll just keep talking. So supposedly they don't think either thing's going to going to going to go. It's going to be a hard no both ways. But I guess they think that it's going to set a more cooperative tone. Right. And I wonder if it will. I can't imagine anything. I mean, they are at such a stalemate right now. I don't really know. Like there isn't and there isn't one thing you could read that is going to say otherwise. No. Everyone's like. We're fucked because no one's budging. Other than um, Greg Garino, who's an immigration lawyer in Texas, I mean in Houston, telling us how people have waited years to get their hearings, mm-hmm. and now they've they, the, the 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 courts aren't in sesh, so right they're like see you in twenty twenty two, and they're like I'll be fucking dead by then, and my kid's gonna be fourteen, and I haven't seen my kid in a year, you know. So it's like, other than Greg saying that. I got to be honest, I am here for the shutdown. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's exciting. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. We're living in like a fucking, you know, like we have the worst government. The worst. We don't even have one. Nope. And no. and like, I feel like we're in Alaska with like martial law. Like it, we're back in the Wild West. I'm just here for it. I think it's, I think it's, 
I want, I don't want the Democrats to ever give in. No, I don't want them to give in either. I want all planes to be grounded. And also, I mean, it's like, I mean, eventually somebody, obviously somebody has to give in and it has to be Trump. I mean, it's going to have to be because they say the economy is suffering and that's where, that's the only thing he has to hold on to. Yeah, exactly. So what's he going to do? I mean, he has to, and he's going to do something where he's like, I took up 1.6 billion. It's a down payment. We're going to look at, do an exploratory oh, that's committee. Good. You know him so well, Meow Meow. We're going <laughs> to. That's a good. That's, that's sad that I do. That's a good. That's exactly what he's going to do. Don't you think? Know, like, I didn't, but I do now. I think that then because he will, because there's no way that he can sustain in one more month, people are going to lose their homes. So now people who voted for Trump who are like, yeah, I'm for border security and blah, 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 like it's going to. It's going to unwrap. There's no way that they're going to be able to. He's going to be able to keep his base together. Well, also because a lot of people, people in low income housing, their housing is subsidized by the government. So while the government's shut down, they aren't getting the government subsidy that they need. So their landlords are like kick rocks tool. And they're Mm -hmm. like, wait. And then he's going to be like, or the the slumlord is going to be like, oh, no, we're not going to wait. So people will literally actually lose where they live. Yes. Literally. Yes. And then even people who aren't in low-income housing who just have a mortgage to pay yeah i mean how long i don't or rent even just rent i mean i know if i miss my rent two days here they'll fucking send an eviction notice yeah and he said for you here's what he wants you to do he advises that you go down there um to the to the office Uh where when i walked up as i told on the patreon I yes. saw a hand come out the blinds, a <laughs> yes. <emollient> arm, yes. <laughs> and turn the thing yes. to closed. With that, it's a closed sign yes. that has the clock, and it's like the clock got turned and it said closed. Yeah. And I was like, I can see you doing that. I'm standing, and they could see me. Yeah. Well, then the doors open, and I open the door, and she's like, <laughs> Oh, hey, what can I do for you? I'm like, <laughs> And then we told her what That's she could right. do for us. So he recommends that you go down there and just let him know you work for the federal government yes. and ask for an extension. Yeah, and just to be cool, to be nice, <laughs> to be gentle. And that's exactly what landlords want to do or huge companies that run apartment complexes want to do. They exactly. want to be gentle with you. They don't give a fuck. No. And particularly the place you live. No. You, next time you're late on the right, why don't you go down there and tell them you work for federal I government? I should. They probably ask for, I, I have, believe me, I thought about <laughs> it, but I thought that they would ask for some sort of proof. Proof. I don't know what proof you'd have. You, go down there and take them your badge. <laughs> My badge. For our other job. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll be like, this opens the door to the government, okay? <laughs> exactly. So I don't this know what you're This is how I get in the building. About. This is exactly how I get into the Pentagon. Maybe you've heard of it. Like, I mean, please. So last week, I guess, he is Trump. Um, the New York Times always calls him Mr. Trump. And it's just like, I don't think I had ever one time read the phrase mr obama it no. doesn't even sound like a word no it doesn't it's not even a word it's anyone's, a phrase used. anyone's used anyone's no no mr obama no no, no. no. but no. mr trump they will not honey i purposely call him president trump because it is almost like saying um like president it's like almost president like saying Pre- president schwarzenegger oh, or uh-huh. president stallone <laughs> for me right president stallone so I guess he's saying to his fucking aides who leak everything that um, he's like embarrassed and frustrated that he's that he's getting pummeled in the in the press and that the economy's bad and um, he's feeling like um, he it looks like he made strategic errors that are like oh. making him look like shit. And um, well, because you did and you do. <laughs> and also um, that's why I think that he will have to make a deal. Like a real deal, which is going to then he can at least say that it's like the down payment. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, We're I think you're closer. right. Well, I and can I've tell got you- your jobs back and I did it. Look, I did it. I'm the one that reopened the government. It was me that did it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I know that hopefully if out of our 14 listeners, besides Greg, I'm sure there's other people who have been personally touched by this. And I just want you to know, like we even though I'm here for it and making a joke, um, obviously don't want anyone to like I don't want anyone to be out of work, but I am enjoying Finally, the Democrats standing their ground and being like, go fuck yourself yes. and fuck your fucking wall and fuck your five billion dollars. We'll yeah. take five billion dollars and fix one area of schooling, right. one depressed neighborhood. Just Nance Pelosi alone. It's like oh. living. <laughs> so um, but we did. There was a line around the airport oh, in New Orleans. My God. Yeah. I mean, we definitely experienced it. TSA is on the brink i mean honestly if somebody from tsa doesn't shoot up you know it doesn't go postal or whatever exactly like, I mean, they are the line uh, was around the entire airport at 6 a.m yep in new orleans we couldn't even find the end of it yep. we were like at this point we're across the street let's yep. just go to the bar yeah. like we could not find the fucking end of the line at 6 a.m i can imagine at that same airport by two I don't even understand. Not to mention, no, and nobody wanted to help you. No. I can tell you that. They were like, here for free so you can fucking get out of my face. Yep. Just, you're going to have to wait. We don't care. Whatever. I don't, we don't even care where you need to go. You're going to go to a wrong place and then we're not even going to help you then. Nope. That happened. No, exactly. So. Um, But I would have made sure I told every TSA agent, I bet you will be voting for Trump this time around (laughs) as just making assumptions about people. But I need to say, Trump, 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 Trump. I'm not going to fucking... Let's not pretend. No, let's, not, let's pretend. not pretend. Let's not at all pretend. Now it's time for a segment that we haven't done in a while called Julie's on her period and wants to yell at someone. Yes. Are you serious? Apologies for freedom. I can't handle this. When freedom brings answer the call. On your feet, stand up tall. Freedom's on our shoulders. USA. Now it's time for our special segment. Julie is on her period and she wants to yell at someone. We've done this a couple other times and both times the guys ended up being so chill that Julie didn't even get to yell at them. And I have a feeling the same shit's probably going to happen today. I know, me too. (laughs) He's already cool. We keep trying to do the segment, but it never seems to pan out. Well, if there was ever a good time for you to yell at someone, it's right now. The government is shut down, BuzzFeed is trying to get Trump impeached, and we're in a conference room in Westwood with a gay Republican. (laughs) That's right. And he's not just a gay Republican. He is the chairman of the Log Cabin Republicans of California, and he's a Trump supporter. He's so deep in the game that my tampon is in danger of falling out. (laughs) But we are seriously going to try and hash this out and hopefully have fun doing it. Please welcome Matthew Craffy. Hi, Matthew. Thank you for having me. Of course. How's it going? For you, for hosting us here in your your real job. Yeah, my pleasure. So neat seeing someone with an actual job. I know, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Tell our listeners what a log cabin Republican is, because we have a lot of young um, listeners and also just um, dumbasses like myself. <laughs> uh, log cabin Republicans is a group uh, that was formed in 1977 really to uh, be an advocacy group for uh, LGBT Republicans like myself or conservatives. We have people in our group that are libertarians, even some Democrats um, that are just maybe more conservative than um, where they feel the Democratic Party is. And uh, we provide a voice for those folks. 
Would you um, describe the difference between Republicans and conservatives, if there's one? Um, sure. So I think Republicans um, theoretically will speak more to the party first. Uh, they're more connected to um, maybe the party platform and what that stands for. Conservatives generally tend to be Republican, but there's conservative Democrats. Um, conservatives will always be a little bit more in the belief that the government should be smaller, not larger. Um, fiscally, um, the military usually being strong, but that's where there's some negotiating room, as we see with people like uh, Rand Paul, who's more of a libertarian conservative. He really believes in, you know, I think almost a very true, consistently conservative, limited government where he doesn't believe we should be in any foreign wars or he believes, you know, we shouldn't be spending any bit more money than what we're taking in. Um, versus sometimes Republicans who say they believe in small government but um, don't always run things from a small government perspective, which we, we've talked about a little yeah. bit before. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I think generally they're, they're aligned. They split off a bit when it comes to um, regional. Like it used to be, for instance, Republicans that were in the Northeast were a little bit more... Um, tended to be a little bit more progressive on social issues um, prior prior to Reagan or even during the Reagan era. Um, tended to be generally fiscally conservative, but weren't hardline about a lot of different things, whereas a more conservative um, Republican would maybe be like, no, we can't, we need a balanced budget amendment, we need um, to be you know, conservative on social issues, on the military issues, that sort of thing. Do you consider yourself a conservative? Yes. On social issues? Um, I think it just de depends on the issue, and, and I'm personally conservative. So I can separate myself personally being conservative from what I think the, the rule of law should be. Does that mean so, religious, kind of, or does that come from religious? Yeah. I mean, I, I was raised Catholic, um, and I still hold on to my own personal beliefs on certain issues like an issue like abortion for me personally I have my my opinions about it and my, my own let's personal get into beliefs. it so um, what are your but, personal opinions <laughs> about abortion oh, but no no you gotta no but, I will I will yeah so I, I I have my own uh personal belief that I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that not being a life to me however I also believe one of the things that has been an issue for our country, especially of late, is that we have laws and we don't get to pick and choose which laws we follow and which ones we don't. You know, so for instance, I would have a hard time, I have a hard time in the immigration discussion where we're saying, you know, well, you know, laws are being broken and, and people are getting upset because, you know, laws are being broken and we're saying we're, we're going to forget that laws are being broken there. But I don't think you can turn around and say, okay, well, we believe in the rule of law when it comes to immigration, and then we are not going to believe in the rule of law when it comes to abortion. And abortion is legal. So for me, it's one of those things where I say, I can put aside my own personal beliefs on it. If someone asks my opinion, I will tell them how I personally feel, but I'm also not going to go out and advocate for laws 
that are in contradiction of what the to what the Supreme Court's already ruled on it. So, so that's where I, so which where. is an interesting position, because with and, this, and I'm speaking on behalf of me, not the organization. You know, we're talking about you, yeah. you yeah. personally. Right. So, and there might be people who relate to that and could feel that too. Right. So, if you and I want to get to the immigration thing in a second, but I don't want to forget this. So, abortion, you have a personal feeling about. Let's you know, and that the laws are the laws. Mm-hmm. And if the laws are the laws, then would you say then should we have not fought for gay marriage since well, that the was the is, law? If, if the law was now changed back to where abortion was illegal because of Brett Kavanaugh or whatever, mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade was overturned, then you would leave it as is. You wouldn't necessarily fight to get it since you personally. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we have a process, and we have to we have to trust the <clears throat> process. I don't. I think where I sometimes view, or I think where conservatives and liberals sometimes view the Supreme Court a little bit differently, and you're, you'll probably argue with me on this, but <laughs> I, I think even when it comes to things um, related now with LGBT issues, I think the people that are on the court have to view it through the eyes of not what they want or what they think is going to be better for society, but through what actually the rule of law based on our constitution says they can do. And so I think, you know, um, when it comes to abortion, it's one of those things where I myself, I think if I'm being consistent in, in, in being a good American and how we all, whether we're on the left or the right, if we're going to believe in the institutions of America, we have to trust that these institutions, um, that there was wisdom in the founders and the way they designed this. And if the conclusion that they came to was that abortion is legal, then it's legal. Um, but I don't, where I, where I disagree sometimes with where we're going a little bit on um, some issues, with whether it's we're talking about lately like health care or immigration or um, LGBT rights, I think some people are viewing that if something doesn't go our way on LGBT rights the way that we want it to, that somehow the automatically the justices were wrong because it didn't go in the favor of, of what we believe. And I don't think that's that's the purpose of the Supreme Court. I think if the justices interpret the law a certain way, that's that's their interpretation. So you would be it. fine if the justices were like, marriage is a woman and a man. Um, you can discriminate against gay people at work. You can discriminate against gay people at school. You can ban trans people from the military because they've decided that they've uh, they've made an opinion about what they think the Constitution said, which never said anything about gay people in it. Right. Or abortion. Right. So... I'm not saying I would be fine with it. I'm saying I acknowledge that the court was not set up to simply, ex- it was not set up to simply view things through the lens of, of how I view them. Now, I think the rulings on um, marriage and on LGBT issues has been correct. I think, luckily, I think it's been accurate, and I think the Supreme Court is there um, when the majority writes legislation that infringes on, on the... Um, on the rights of the minority, mm-hmm. I think it is there to provide a buffer and to make sure that that everyone is treated equally. I do believe that, but where I think we're we could see ourselves, and where I hear some of my friends saying, "Well, you know, if they don't, 
rule this way on this and this way on that, then they're automatically wrong. And it's like, well, don't pre-decide that before they've even had a chance to read it and maybe give their arguments for why they feel differently. So that's why I, I just I caution everyone to kind of. So you're advocating though that there's two sides to the to the there's two there's good guys and bad guys on both sides. So with right. you know what I mean yeah. that with the get with gay yeah. stuff that you're allowed to have a belief that we don't deserve the same rights as other people. You are then saying that would would that is that fair to say? I'm I'm not arguing that we don't deserve to have the same rights as supreme by the Supreme Court goes that seems to be what I'm hearing. So well, how is the Supreme Court r- ruling that on same sex marriage? on whether we get discriminated at work, whether we get discriminated but at school. But same-sex marriage is legal. Until a, year, until a year ago. And then... Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I was just going to say, like... It's still legal. No, yeah. no, no. I'm saying it's still oh. legal, but but let's say, okay... Let's it's say a very discrimin- recent history. It's a recent history. So let's say, mm-hmm. and it could be overturned, let's say. And would that be acceptable to you? Or you can, you can now, though, discriminate against gay people, like we, you know, Karen Pence and that whole thing with the school... Private schools are allowed to discriminate against LGBT students, parents, and teachers. Mm-hmm. It's all legal. Yeah. My my take on that is either no one should be able to be discriminated against or everyone's allowed to be discriminated against, but not picking and choosing specific groups. <laughs> As a member of the Republican Party and a conservative, mm-hmm. how do you reconcile being part of that party when that is the cornerstone of what's going on there now. We are, you, I mean, I don't want to say you, because you personally clearly are not. But as a party, the government, the administration, picking and choosing who is going to be discriminated against is happening. How so? Um, the fact that we're still discriminated against LGBT students in schools. My, personally, I think, I think um, legislating abortion is discriminatory. And... Um, there's a lot of discrimination going on. Well, like Mike Pence, he, he, he definitely, he, he doesn't try to further any LGBTQ rights. He's like for gay conversion therapy. I would say he's... Yeah, I'm going to push back on that, though. Like, so I did some research on... Uh, Mike Pence is like the boogeyman for our community. <laughs> yeah. And so I did some research on where that all comes from that he supposedly supported conversion therapy so what it turns out and you can look this up i mean it's even in snopes um <laughs> it's like i mean it's i the the only thing you can find is that in 2000 um when i believe he was a he was a congressman at the time he um they were debating the reauthorization of the ryan white um hiv funding act and he there was a statement on his website that said um that he would be in support of amending the legislation to make sure that it is um, that it is uh, encouraging healthier lifestyle decisions or safer lifestyle decisions or something along those lines, which people interpreted to support conversion therapy. Now he was asked about it, like right after that, he says, "No, that's safe sex." That has always been consistently what he has said what what the people that worked in his office said that he was advocating for there is never a case where he's actually come out and said or pushed for conversion therapy now when he was um governor of indiana his um initially there was the, there was the um religious freedom 
issue had come up, right? So that was the other piece that people rarely mention, but that's the one I think you could point to a little bit more. Yeah, right. It was more substantive. And initially, he was supportive of this legislation that would have, you know, protected people like the baker, mm-hmm. you know, from being from from having to provide services if if they had a moral um, objection. But what ended up happening with with this religious freedom bill was that when that it, it never passed or it didn't pass initially, it got rewritten to actually protect the LGBT community. So the current law that he signed that went into effect actually protected the LGBT community. So that's the whole story on that. That doesn't mean, I think, it doesn't mean that Mike Pence and people like Mike Pence are advocates for LGBT equality. But the problem I have of where our dialogue is right now is if someone's not 100%, you know, believing the same thing as me or advocating on behalf of my community, they're 100 you know, if, they, if they're maybe 70% or 80% right. my advocate, but they're not 100%, then we now have this mentality of, well, then they're 100% my enemy and they hate me and they're a bad person, they're a bigot, think, they're a racist, they're all these different things. I think it's even, like you said, because she's come a long way. I think it's not even that, <laughs> that they're not advocating. I think they might be for, like, LGBT, like, freedom. Right. But they're not allies, and therefore, yeah. then they're an enemy. And Julie's definitely been great about being like, if they don't want to be an ally, they don't have to be an ally. Yeah, right. like we don't need. I think like when somebody doesn't like the Kevin Hart thing, like yeah. he doesn't have to be an ally. Right. If you right. don't, we just don't just get out of the way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And including Mike Pence, who's in the way. <laughs> so I think you would agree he's in the way. Like, he's I don't. In the way. <laughs> I don't know what he's, but I don't know what you can point to right now. Well, I think right he's... now we can point to the fact that I just saw an interview with him talking about going his wife working at the Christian school and he's offended that people would say that if we discriminate against LGBT students that I'm being in some I'm the one that now is being victimized. He knows what he's doing. And he's hiding behind religion in my opinion and just the religious freedom act in general is a shady, cowardly bullshit thing. Like, it's one thing if you, it's one thing to not feel it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel it. Mm-hmm. Go, we all, everyone has the right to whatever religion, whatever belief or whatever, right. live. Mm-hmm. But when you get into legislation, now we have a problem. I, I agree. You and I agree on that. I don't think we should ever legislate morality. But, I, but see, what I'm seeing, so I mean, I, I do think the right has had an issue of being consistent on that sometimes for sure and log cabin um since its inception has called that out when it's happened um do you feel like when you're in that's part of the log log cabin like do you guys feel like like they don't want us here no not at all i mean but that's that's (laughs) the thing like so i go back to the vast majority of republicans especially today i've been out since 1999 I've never had a. I've, I've been involved in the party since the '90s. I've never had one person tell me, "We don't want you," or use an epitaph or, or say anything mm. discriminatory towards me to sideline my role in the party. Mm-hmm. We, especially in California, um, Log Cabin is an officially chartered volunteer organization. One of only a couple volunteer chartered volunteer organizations within the party. That's a big deal. We had a vote. We had to get voted. By the delegates in the party, um, which are over a thousand, um, eighty our first time getting chartered, eighty five percent voted in support of our charter. Mm. The second time we were up for recharter, it was like in the nineties something percent. 
even um, Equality California released its scorecard. I don't know if you saw this just this last week on the elected Republicans, where it's just only two years ago they, by their the way they they do their scorecard isn't necessarily one hundred percent the way I would do it, but they look at LGBT issues and they assign a score to elected officials, Democrats and Republicans, and Republicans by and large had a failing grade only two years ago, and now have. Um, um, you know, on average have a passing grade, but the vast majority actually had it in the 80s and 90s in, in terms of how they're voting in support of LGBT issues. So the party has come a long way, in my own personal experience, is not one of people saying, we don't want you, we discriminate against you. I think it's been, an, it's if anything, it's an issue of sometimes people not being gay themselves, in not entirely understanding how to be an advocate or to help. And I think there are those people that personally um, are supportive of the LGBT people in their life. I think there's been elected officials who were supportive on an individual basis, but also just didn't know uh, voting-wise whether their constituency would actually um kick them out of office if they voted a certain way. It's mm-hmm. not an excuse. It's yeah. not a justification. But I'm saying I think what we're seeing now is a lot of that changing. And it's not as – I think a lot of these people were already there personally. But yeah. the 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 attitudes in the country through – and a lot of it I, I want to I give credit to leaders in this organization because if really you believe the last um, journey of equality lies on the right – then you want people like us that can speak the language to say, hey, we're like you in a lot of ways. We connect on this, this, and these issues. So let's start a dialogue on that. And then you can see, like, you actually should want me treated the same way. But I think we need to have the conversation. And and where I think sometimes the, like, LGBT activists on the left hurt that dialogue is they'll, if they don't see someone 100% supportive, they call them names, and they and those people retreat into their corners and say, well, why am I going to have a dialogue with you if if you're not meeting me halfway, mm-hmm. or you're not having a dialogue to say, try to understand me being a religious person growing up in a rural environment. I've never known anyone openly gay or had someone close in my life being gay. Yeah. Like, help me through this. I definitely think that, that the log cabin Republicans, certainly in California, like you're born and raised in California, so... Mm-hmm. Um, like, my dad is the kind of Republican who is always, like, a, he's socially liberal. And mm-hmm. that's just because he just doesn't fucking care about anyone but himself. Right. It's like, he could care less about abortion. He doesn't need to moralize. He's like, give right. all the money to the military and, you know, I don't right. want to pay any taxes. That's basically his deal. Right. And I think in California, it could be, California could be the place that does change the Republican Party the way it should be, which is back to that. I think right. Southern Republicans probably have taken it over and made it all about... Jesus, I mean, no offense, you know what I mean, but just like rather than everybody's religion needs to be their own and their own code of ethics and their own spirituality can be their thing at home, just like you said, the way you felt about abortion or whatever. I think getting in people's bedrooms and vaginas and, you know, I think at that point, California could right. be the leader on getting the party where where it should be, I, in our opinion or in mine. Yeah. Where I think where the Republicans I want to see is I want to see them concerned with like, yeah, the money. I don't want to see them concerned with <laughs> anything right. else. No. Because really, what's that's... the difference? Like, wouldn't you say, sorry to mean to interrupt you, but like, at the end of the day, shouldn't that just be the difference between Democrats yeah, and Republicans? Uh, no, the totally. only difference. When we run on that, we win, too. I mean, like, that's, I mean, people, I think the majority of the country 
is at least somewhat fiscally conservative or believes in those in those values. Everyone and wants so, their money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, Everyone so wants I their think, money. You know, I think the party is heading that way, and I think the energy in the party and the young people who are Republicans are always more like you live your life. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily pro-choice, but if you look at the polling, they're like the laws of law let people live themselves. I'm not going to advocate for that, but I'm also not going to stop you from living your life. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like where I pretty much come, come down yeah. on these issues is it's like personal freedom, personal liberty. Yeah. And you and want libertarians to become Republicans. Right. To and, change, you know, and that's basically. where I, I kind of, I think the left has some work to do. So the right, yes, has, I will totally acknowledge it's got some of these issues in moralizing some of these issues, but the left is now doing that too. I mean, I was startled, but it totally uh, validated some things I've been seeing and, and feeling on the left, which is there is now this this new morality on the left, which says you view things this way, or else you're a bad person, and we're gonna we're gonna take your taxpayer Shame money you. and spend and spend it on all these things we think are important. Oh. So Acacia Cortez, but yeah, there's the shaming. Mm-hmm. She said in an interview the other day with Anderson Cooper, where he was like critiquing some of. Her state, their generalizations about how much it would cost to do some of these things, and and her response was, "It's more important to be morally right than factually accurate." And oh, it's like, who does she decide to be, like? But but that opens the question. Yeah, because like, she was responding makes... to like a specific thing about numbers that she said, and he was like, "That's not really the number." And she was like, "Well, right, it's more important to be morally right about this situation." Right, but I think right. that's something we used to critique, and we still critique people on the right for doing. Well, we yeah, don't but want with climate one change religion. and shit, yeah. we don't want all these things. Right, someone who decides I'm the moral police, and I'm going to make yes. my morality the that's law of the land. Point. The left needs to to self regulate that too. Do you feel any, like, with Trump, even though, you know, he's anti-establishment and he's shaking things up, do you ever just feel grossed out by him? Or are you not there? You know what I mean? It's like Mitch McConnell is doing what he's doing, and that's the party, Mm -hmm. and the party is whatever, and Trump is grabbing pussies and (laughs) peeing on beds and lying in Russia. and. But but keep in mind, too, I mean, the media (laughs) really does have a different standard I mean, it just does. The media, academia, Hollywood has a different standard for Republicans than it does for Democrats. You will never see a notorious Sandra Day O'Connor movie, even though she was the first female Supreme Court justice. But they they are doing that on Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she fits the model on issues that liberal Hollywood likes and they're going to move up and, and glorify. Same thing on, you know, when it comes to... We were, t- we were talked about uh, George W. Bush, I think, yes. last night, and, and how now, we by comparison, him. everyone <laughs> everyone loves him. John McCain, Mitt Romney, Reagan, all of these people, though, in my lifetime were called the same names by establishment figures in the media, by the Democratic Party, by Hollywood. I they didn't were come called... around to Mitt Romney. Did I miss it? No, I didn't come Are around to Mitt Romney. Around? Oh, yeah, because well, he's uh, critical of Trump. Right. Anyone okay. now right. that's critical of Trump and that seems like a nice guy compared to Trump or a clean guy compared to Trump, <laughs> they're now like, like they have this revisionist history of like, right. oh, I remember when the Republican Party was was a party of this, and it's like, no, I remember <laughs> that very person calling, you know, George Bush a Nazi and ha- and having a, uh, a swastika on his forehead. You know, like I remember all of these things, and I think that's the problem when when we're talking about some of this in in maybe from a liberal perspective, understanding why Republicans maybe give Trump 
a little bit of leeway or a pass on certain things is because we've been hearing every person we've ever put up run called the most atrocious names our entire lives. It started from when I was in grade school with Reagan, mm-hmm. and it's been all the way through my lifetime through Mitt Romney. You know, remember Mitt Romney had his binder full of women, and he was a sexist for it. But now, yeah, and he put his dog on the roof of his car. <laughs> right. And he's a fucking, yeah, right. right, but you know. <laughs> But there was, but there was plenty of things that that um, President Obama had done that the media didn't highlight as much as they would have if if a Republican had done it. I think here's why. I think you're right, and I think though the difference is that it is at least, if whether it's perceived or whether it's real that Republicans for the most part are trying to take rights away from people, and the Democrats, perceived or not, are not. They are so not, the Democrats they, aren't trying to limit the Second Amendment. That they're not trying. I mean, you can make well, yeah. arguments on <laughs> the other let's side. Let's get into the Second no, Amendment. But but I'm yeah, saying that's you, what Republicans that would say. Right away, I guess. Taking your money isn't taking your rights. Taking no. I think that we live in a country where we pay taxes. So in California, where where they're now wanting to do a water tax. I mean, if you heard about this, Maybe they want to text oh. our text messages. Mm-hmm. Oh my when god! You get to a point. Of, <laughs> this is honest to God. What what Gavin Newsom is proposing. At a certain point, how is that not taking away your rights? That's your freedom. That's your money. Yes. So I think when you get to money, that's true. I think we have that's a difference a, a difference in moralizing, right. I think, is what it is. Because people feel until you have a, a yeah, do I want my text messages hacked? Right. No, I don't. Your water. <laughs> the water I can see because we fucked up the water. Right. So but we, but I can we passed the whole thing in this state where we, it was Well, a, this state is different because we've been good, pretty good. No, but, but yeah. we passed a bond measure, I mean, just to go off topic for just a second. It was like it was like fifty billion dollars or something to actually collect our rainwater. Mm-hmm. That was that was like four, just last year. That whatever. was four years ago. Oh, They've years ago. not done anything with it. It's sitting. There have been contractors have offered bids to start building it. The state has done nothing Why? with it. California's California? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. From a conservative perspective, we do feel like like these things, but we what feel if, if those things were the, that? Well, if yeah. those things were the things on the forefront, maybe people would. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Democrats have gotten or super left wing is super insufferable. It makes you. Uh, we don't even feel part of it. Right. Like you know, in twelve years we're going to be an all green country and everyone's right. going to have an electric car and. You know, it's yeah, like how much is that going to cost? Like, right. what are poor people going to do? Or, that can't right. afford and electric where the fuck cars. Where all the cars that we have now? <laughs> right. Where right. are the tires going to go? I mean, I can't. Right. It's just like okay. There's an idealism that is annoying. Right. But I think that there's like this. Um, if, if in the ideal world, Republicans and Democrats would were all the same socially, right. and then it was just about money and taxes, maybe it wouldn't be so divisive. Right. Like, but we're constantly, you know, it's like, I know I feel like I don't want to hear about abortion anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not even ever going to have an abortion. Right. <laughs> ever. But, like, it's more than abortion. Abortion is about more than abortion. The way same-sex marriage is about more than same-sex marriage. The way trans ban is more than... These things are moralizing. They are, they are making people feel demeaned. Well, and certainly, so, like, you want to separate kids at a border. Not you, but one. But then... The fetus is a life. It's like, but do you? I'm just really concerned about life. Life. I don't know. Yeah, right. It feels a little strange. I, uh, yeah, on the border. <laughs> I mean, we. Can, I don't know how much time we have, yeah, but we like, the, the, we should do a whole segment on <laughs> yeah, the border because okay. because I honestly, I mean, I think like that's a that's a complicated issue that that I I think there's good people on both sides of that discussion. 
but we need to be able to talk about these things in, in historically accurate terms. And it terms. is a complicated issue. And it issue. is a complicated, like everyone's trying to say the other one is morally wrong. Right. And really, it's just, it's a complicated situation that needs to be fixed. I just think it's and strange we will never fix it when, I, if com- we when say, I compare it to abortion. I don't even get really that broken up about the border. Like I can have a conversation about the border and, and it, like I can, but when it when I then know that the same people will be pro-life, that's just where I get. Well, I get it. Like any yeah, inconsistency, any inconsistency seems, you know, weird, and it and it seems to take apart their argument. But conservatives would then say the same thing. They'd flip it around and say, "Well, you you're all about the children, yeah. but you don't care <laughs> about like if right. they're aborted, That's you know." True. So like right. they're going to turn that around yeah. the other way. And and as someone that like for me, like I said, I've it's one of the only issues that when I came out, I kind of discarded a lot of things that didn't make sense in my life that that I had maybe been taught that were just really the 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 real the structures of a church of a large organization that I thought were really necessary for the church but not really help my connection or my spirituality with God that's one of those issues where like I still just personally can't get my head around it because I don't I don't know when that transition point is for life so I'm not going to ever I'm not going to ever preach at someone to say my view is the only view that someone has to have, but I also want respect to say, because I, I do view it as something yeah. I have a hard time with. I don't want to t- be told I'm a bad, horrible person or stupid or don't believe in science, which is what sometimes people on the left say to people who are pro-life. Right. I think where where the discussion point should be mm-hmm. and where it was for a moment like in the 90s is everyone can kind of agree that like the circumstances where someone would feel like they like they need to have an abortion is one of those things that we should try to limit. Like, people shouldn't have to be in a circumstance, whether it's getting help, uh, birth control so that they don't get pregnant in the first place, mm-hmm. or um, being maybe in an economic situation where they can't afford to raise a child. Like, all of that is something that both pro-life and pro-choice people could actually work together on to yep. try to figure out some solutions for. Mm-hmm. That's when I talk about those things, that's what I try to that's where I want to see us get to because I think there's actually a lot of common ground. I think there's a lot of good people who are on both sides of that debate, but they need to talk about it, I think, from those terms to say we may not ever totally agree on that one piece of where life begins, right? but we can all agree that let's try to make the situation where that would be something that needs to happen less common or less frequent. If men could get pregnant, we wouldn't be talking about it. I feel like we need to have like we need to we need to like have Matthew on and yeah. go through each spend this time on each. We're gonna issue. talk to Matthew once a month, guys. <laughs> I would so like, don't be dicks we, about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have we have fourteen <laughs> listeners. You can if if any of them want to continue the conversation, where where should they look for you? Uh, you can find me at. Uh, <laughs> our log. You can find me actually on uh, Instagram at um, Matthew Crafty underscore WCM. Um, you can find me on Facebook at um, my name is Matthew Crafty. It's C R A F F as in Frank E Y. Um, Google my name and it will come up. Um, find me. Scruff Grinder. Oh yes, I'm on those as well. I'm single, so if any of you, uh, oh, you are. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Matthew so, is fully employed I, <laughs> and very. Like, working hard. Do you want to do Twitter? Did you already do it? Oh, Twitter, yes. It's uh, at Crafty Matthew. Okay, awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you, Thank Matthew. You guys. We'll see you again in a month. We'll that talk about good. immigration. I look forward to it. <laughs>
Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the nightmare called our government. She didn't think she had to do it this week because of our live show in New Orleans, but maybe it's for the best because couldn't we all really use a So There's That right now? Don't you think, Meow Meow? I think we can. Well, what did you come up with? So I'll tell you, you know, last night I had this whole other thing. Okay. And then today I heard this from you and it... This is, has to be what it is. Okay, So good. it's not fully formed, and I'm just going to kind of, you know what I mean? Wing it. This wing whole it. thing is winged. But We're going to get very much negative comments. and Very much negative comments, but I want to tell you <laughs> that the thing I was going to tell you is that Google is getting sued for $57 million for the um, invasion of data, of privacy of data users. Oh, that's good. From so that is a so there's that. So, oh, you know, I would love that. Yeah, so I thought you would enjoy that. But we're not going to go so that, you know what? So there's that. But here's another so there's that. Okay. As you know, I am a huge proponent of every single person, whether you're into politics or not, expressing your opinions about whatever it is that you want, particularly during this time right now. The the world we're living in is affecting everybody. Everybody. And that was how you were with me when we went to start this podcast. I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about and I don't feel like I can be a part of the conversation and you were like that's wrong that is wrong that's right that's wrong because we're all a part of the conversation that's wrong (laughs) that's a new segment by the way it's gonna be called that's right that's wrong (laughs) um like every single person is part of the conversation why because we're all in the conversation because we're all we're all in this world we're all alive so everyone everything that's going on is affecting everyone and that includes politics and I don't care if you're a politician or a pundit or or whatever you are being you are part of it so let me just say that it drives me fucking insane to hear shut up and sing shut up and dribble shut up and whatever that is fucking bullshit and yeah the rednecks have no problem taking their ignorant asses on down to the polls and spouting off their bullshit racist if a, a pastor can get up in front of a group of people and say whatever evolution isn't real okay evolution isn't real <laughs> what gives that person that that's why why is that okay why because they're a pastor right fuck that guy exactly so whatever now um i it's true i did not know much about cardi b i knew she had the pork rind i knew that she's you know we gave away a cardi b a pork rind an authentic cardi b pork rind on our patreon that is the kind of genius i hear people like yeah. not signing up for that shit well it's <laughs> apparently and she's you know and she does her thing and she's a rapper and her music and whatever and she was a stripper i think at one time yep. and she comes from the bronx and she's sort of a rough and tumble kind of gal she and certainly doesn't apologize or accept any shame for where she comes from and doesn't change because i just did a commercial with her which is when i stole the pork rind and um she was at one point standing at the like 
snack table with me and it was just her and I and she was in like a gown and I was like okay this is me and Cardi B I'm like I'm looking at the cashews what are we looking at here what are we getting at the snack table together and I was like do I walk away do I stay I'm like I'm not walking away I'm making my own tea I'm living my life I'm not walking away we can share the snack table and that bitch had zero problems clearly since she sat at a table putting lemon on pork rinds that's right she's just being herself doing her thing yeah well what we didn't know until today is that she's also actually kind of political and she uses her platform. She has a huge amount of fans. She has over 4 million Twitter followers. And she went on Twitter and she tweeted a video of herself talking about the government shutdown. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to play that. Okay. Hey, y'all. I just want to remind y'all because it's been a little bit over three weeks. Okay. It's been a little bit over three weeks. Trump is now <laughs> ordering, as in summoning, federal government workers to go back to work. Without getting paid. <laughs> now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch, for health care. So your grandma could check her blood pressure and you bitches could go check your pussy in the gynecologist with no motherfucking problem. <laughs> now, I know a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government or y'all probably don't even have a job, but this shit is really fucking serious, bro. This shit is crazy. Like, our, our country is in a hellhole right now. All for a fucking wall. And we really need to take this serious. We, I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action, bitch, because <laughs> this is not what I do. But, bitch, I'm scared. <laughs> this is crazy. And I really feel bad for these people that got to go to fucking work to not get motherfucking paid. Yes. I love, I love that she has a TV on in the background. I fucking love that. I don't know. that. I'm scared. We have to take action. Like. Yeah, you, Every single thing she said was true. You liked that she said, I don't know what we need to do, but we need to do something. That, yes. That's also very humble. Yes, 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 it is. It is very humble. It's not saying I have the answers, but this is not the answer. Like, and for anyone out there who wants to get, you know, I have a, I take umbrage with, with, with accent shamers. Like, oh, you sound ignorant because of your accent. Well, I can let you know that when somebody's like, oh, hey, y'all, uh-huh. I love Trump. Mm-hmm. You sound ignorant, too. Or even if you're uh-huh. like, I love Obama. <laughs> like, it's all accents or accents or accents. Like, whether they're Boston, whether they're Bronx like her. Mm-hmm. How does a Boston one sound? Um, you guys go uh, to the car wash? Hey, you guys. Oh, no, wait. That, yeah. Hey, you guys. We're gonna, you got to go to the car wash. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah the, the Trump has got a border wall coming in. Uh, <laughs> we love the wall. You know, we love it. We love the wall. We love yeah, it. So accents aren't what make someone smart or not smart. No. And it's and anybody who's if in 2019, if you're still hung up on that, making someone ignorant, you're wrong. And you might want to just take a little listen, record your own voicemail and That's check right. your own voice at the door. Cause I'm quite sure it's not as you're not bringing, um, sir, sir, Anthony <laughs> Hopkins to the table. And even, <laughs> and even if you, and she swore and whatever, and like, then that's going to, Oh, that takes away from the message. Cause she swore. It's like, fuck you. Okay. How about that? <laughs> yeah. She tweeted again, support a uh, Trump. You, all you Trump supporters should work for free while the government is shut down to show your support with like a clown face. Like, <laughs> and she says, make America great again. Head ass. Like I am loving this. Like she's, it's it's so good and it's so I guess yeah it's and it's humble and it's um and it's showing real heart like real real heart and I think that she's talking to the fact that she's talking to four million people just on Twitter alone using her platform it's, right it's so so much bigger than 
anyone might think. You know, it's right. a big deal when Taylor Swift was like, I'm just going to vote for this person and back to candidates. Right. And it's like, that's how brave this is. And it's dumb to be like, you know, not all heroes wear capes or whatever the fuck. But it's like that it is brave what she did. You it know? is, and she's continuing to do it, and she will not stop. And that just shows, too, how much she's not worried. She's not pandering. She's not worried about getting, you know, the money that she's going to lose or whatever. And I love the fact that she comes from – she doesn't come from money. So she knows how difficult it is for people who are not getting paid, like that you have got to get paid. And going one month without a paycheck, going one week without a paycheck can ruin your life. And I love that, ma'am, yeah. No one is um, – no one is really, really getting down with that, and certainly not Trump. And any, as long as we he keeps the government shut down, these people aren't getting paid. Like you know, I, I feel for them so hard. If I miss money for a week, it will ruin my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people so, who are live month to month, and we kid, all know who we are. Yes, it ain't no joke. It is no all. joke. And for her to still remember, yes. And feel it. And she feel. you can tell she feels it like she is feeling it. So and I just love I just and I love that people are like Cardi B for Prez, Cardi B president, <laughs> Cardi B the new president. Yes, Cardi B, blah, blah all this stuff. And I got to tell you, I am so down with Cardi B right now. I I am voting for Cardi B. <laughs> I am I am like so into it. And um, maybe you'll hear one of her songs. I, I know I got to listen. I got to listen. <laughs> So I'm going to start listening to Cardi B's music. And I, I also have to admit that I believe now and when it comes down to the um, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B um, feud, I, uh, I'm going to have to go with Cardi B now. So there's that. politics thank you guys for listening we appreciate the seven or eight of you that made it all the way to the end here yeah. this episode was a little late but it was still made with love and we truly love you for listening uh we want all seven of you to go sign up for our patreon podcast at www.patreon.com slash politics this week we are going to tell our new orleans strip club adventure and it's only one dollar and I, I i i think it's worth it i think we have a lot to say nacho cut the shit and if you have FOMO from the New Orleans live show, we have a live show in Austin on February 16th. It's going to be super fun. Go to our website, julianbrandy.com, for more info on that. You can also buy T-shirts on our website and send us a message about how mad we made you during our interview with Matthew Craffy. Or tell us that you loved it. I mean, I hope that it opened your minds. Like, we need to start opening your, you know, our minds to our, our gay Republican brethren and um we have we need to start up like i think you want to do yes. maybe a monthly segment yes and it what we're gonna try and start thinking maybe our attitudes could start changing that party yes exactly and maybe if we try to come with to like to, to solutions together solutions rather, rather than you know what i mean rather than um b- just debating and talking about the differences like we're not I think that right now, what we're going to do, we're going to do with Matthew Craffy, we're going to come together, we're going to have our think tank, and we're going to come to solutions. 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 And as always, it's been real, and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay, and it's been dumb. And period-y. Uh-oh. <laughs>
How do you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> so, come up to the lab. And see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 